event uh, on Tuesday, which was a Valentine's Day event. Thank you guys for making it a success that came out to the social club. But there were people saying, oh, don't go out. Uh, don't go out in the rain today because, you know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of people, acid rain. Acid rain well, and I shit mean, like that. And I'm like, if yeah. the chemicals go up, they have to come down. You know, we learned about physics. We learned about laws of gravity and everything else. So in the same sense that we have seen videos of the government creating clouds and creating fake rain and everything like that, if these chemicals are going up in the air and they're in these clouds, wouldn't it have gonna, to come down? They're going to touch your ass regardless. Wouldn't it have to come down? And it's not about the water, just the water. It's about the air quality and everything else as well. Um, and they burn these chemicals, like, on purpose to, mm -hmm. to clean them up. So they release this gas into the air, you know? Um, so it's going to be more than just the water. And there was actually a deputy sheriff that um, I have this video on my phone. It's, like, a minute long. And he talks about people don't realize, like, the lifelong effects that this is going to have. And right. not just not just the immediate effects of uh, shortages and stuff like that, but they said that these chemicals being burned is essentially, like, the same thing as uh, all of the burns and the chemicals that people were being exposed to in World War One and World War Two. Mm -hmm. They're going to create carcinogens that are going to attack your lungs. You're going to think you have pneumonia, but it's really from the burning of these chemicals wow. and the air quality being affected. Mm. So, whereas, you know, people are like, oh, the water, the soil, this and that, I'm thinking more long term. Yeah. Like, five years from now... Are we going to have this, like, crazy cancer that everybody's catching because they lived in that area? Or, but like, as you know? he stated before, this is not anything new. This yeah. happened. This is what, yeah. what was the uh, Julie Roberts movie where she was down there by the oil fields mm -hmm. and everybody started catching cancer? Yeah, they don't yeah. give a shit. This is yeah. exactly the business doesn't give a shit. Yeah. White noise. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In Ohio, too. It's set in Ohio, a train derails, and then it creates this big black I think it was the same city, actually. It might have been. I really think it, it was. It might have been. But that's the paradox of living in America. You know what I mean? That's, that's the issue with why we have so many conspiracies. Because the more we get the more anything else becomes, like, unbelievable. It's hard to yeah. hear when America's told us so many lies. Yeah. Now the news is reporting the truth, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I understand people's pushback. We're living in the middle of a system we're trying to take apart, but they're still trying to pretend, like, no, we're going to make it better, you know what I mean? And they ain't passing out Band-Aids and shit. So it's like <laughs> the only real thing that we need to worry about is what are people prepared to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But we've been talking about this for decades, like, yeah. Eventually, you're going to have to get prepared to grow your own food. You know what I mean? And yeah, move to panic. where you can grow the food. Yeah, don't panic. <laughs> this is why I want people to actually, like, you know, be aware of the situations. Like, months from now, everybody's not panicking. Like, oh, my gosh, did you right. this happen, you know? So, like, be aware now and prepare now. Start, like, changing up what you get. Start looking mm -hmm. at other alternatives and stuff like that. So, when it does happen, you're already prepared. Not when it happens, you're rushing out and buying 10 gallons of five different brands and this, that, and the other. You know, so and all the toilet paper and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, like he said, this is why I don't trust urban farming because you, you talk about urban farming, which is farming within the inner city. Right. And I'm like, shit, you're growing this around all the smog and the smoke and, the and, and everything like that. I'm like, I don't trust that. You know right. what I'm saying? So like you said, not only learning, but you have to move. You have to leave. To yeah. a conducive place. That would the epitome that true. we live in convenience. You know what I mean? Yeah. People decide where they want to live now. Like, back in the day, you had to live by your resources. You feel what I'm saying? So, again, we're just reverting back to the beginning. Everything's a circle. You know what I mean? Like, we're wow. just getting back to the point we didn't have all this convenience. You can't press a button and this machine do it for you. Like, you got to know how to do what you do. That was the beauty of what they were doing back in the day. That was the renaissance. It wasn't that they just 
were greater artists than everybody else. They only had a pencil and paper. That's it. They right. didn't have this computer and this projector. and They didn't have all of that. So they had to learn a way to do this without that handicap. See, we were born into that handicap. We look for convenience in how we do things. So now the universe is balancing things out. It's about to put us in a time where we got to do everything for ourselves again. Just just like nature. We got to become more instinctual. Because now we're becoming more reactive. We're becoming more paranoid than we are instinctual. You dig? Right. And, and it's because all this shit, do every, we don't really do anything. You feel me? Your car gets you to work. Like, you don't got to walk to work. You feel me? So, like, we don't really have to do as much as the stimulated people were doing. That's why their minds were expanding. Because every day they were pushing themselves. Like, we rest a lot. We chill a lot. Like, procrastination has become one of our big plagues. Yeah, you dig what I mean? Right. Like, so, right now, I would agree with her. Like, it's a psychological thing. It's a mental thing. We just got to break out of our comfort zones. Just imagine get, having to get up at 4 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> Good night, Paul. Going back to the Paul and John boy. That, man, I, I couldn't see a lot of people doing it. Bro, that's why I would have wanted to live in that time. I would have been lit. Riding home at 3 a.m. with my horse drunk from the saloon. Trying to get the horse to shut up. Like, get it, get it. I don't think we had it. That would have been lit. Um, Sharice Noel says, definitely need more of a focus on the environmental health of this planet. Soil, air, water. Global warming is real. Minimize our individual carbon footprint as much as possible, as well as collectively change how we operate and do things throughout humanity. So much unnecessary use, misuse, and abuse of our planet is going on. And I've been saying that. I'm like, have yeah, we been right. having a warmer winter because of global warming? Or was so it, you know, yeah. And then not, <laughs> only that, not only that, but like, is it, has it been so warm the past few days after all these explosions and all these chemicals and all these fires and all this stuff is going into the air? You know, then we have a 70 degree day. Mm-hmm. Just one, just one of them. Feels good it's, to not, us. it's not like it was a whole warm front that came in for a few days and stuff like that. It was just 24 hours. You had this real 70 degree day and then now it's back to... Rain and cold and gloom. Yeah. How do we? How I mean, so go back to her. Definitely need more focus. How do we give more focus to a spoiled ass freaking society? I mean, we we've can. been spoiled for too long. Yeah, we can't. Somebody will have to deal with it. You know what I mean? And I, I always like to make a you know a big reach or two in my life, but I I see shit in like symbols. You know what I mean? And it's funny to me. Like, what's happening now is we have to have moral conversations. You know, you can't just say there's too many people on earth and then it's like, what you going to do about it? You dig? Right. So if you really look at the past and a lot of people who were trying to correct that, you, you dig what I'm saying? They're becoming popular. Like, Hitler is strangely popular right now. It's yeah. even weird hearing how people talk about him. Like, he's a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? This wasn't like that 10 years ago. He was Voldemort. Like, nobody wanted to hear you say anything about him. Yeah. Now he's just in common conversation. The Nazi stuffs come up again. Slavery, because a lot, some of a lot of that stuff was quality control. You know what I mean? Like it was just too many people to feed or care for, or all these motherfuckers keep getting sick. Like just let them die. You know what I mean? Like so, when you have these derailments, you have these things going on. Like that's what it looks like. You know what I mean? And then the rest of the people always scatter. Like it's literally how cities like Columbus got built. Like these, all these people were from surrounding areas, and then they're like, Nah, you need to be here. 
So they're like, why? I got this and that and that. All right, burning crops. Like, you don't got that no more. <laughs> we got that in Columbus, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All these apartments that's popping up. Hey, Columbus is expanding. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It used to have steady growth because a lot of our growth was coming from OSU. Like, a lot of people that graduate from OSU stays in Columbus. Uh -huh. That's why we were steadily growing. But we've been growing over the last because five of, years. Of, of course, uh, ten, because of, of course, yeah, the Somali community. Yeah, yeah. And of course, They're building city yeah. while we're living in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> four motherfuckers to move here. LGBTQ took entire the short north. So, yeah. I mean, this is... This is a city. They gave us Reynoldsburg. Yeah. They're giving us the suburbs now because they're trying to expand. They put the casino out west because that was supposed to be downtown. Yeah. But now I see the strategic, especially now that you got Crew Stadium. So this yeah. is now. And, and they're trying to take over Franklin Center and turn it into more downtown. So they're slowly uh, taking yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just scooting yeah. everybody back yeah. a little bit. Like, take okay, a step back. We're really downtown to end and we'll focus on the rest yeah. in between in the meantime. Um, and I think until we see a city, a country, a state, whatever, that's an environmental crisis, like completely rehab and have a legitimate plan on how to fix the ecosystem or whatever, global warming isn't going to, nothing's going to happen, you know? It's a global issue. It's not exactly. just the United States, exactly. you know? So it's not like, you know, the United States can appoint someone and be like, hey, we need to focus on this when Africa's about to be split in two. And yeah. then the giant... Uh, uh, glacier in Antarctica is almost completely melted, you know? Right. So, like, there's not a whole lot that we can just do as a society yeah. in the United States without it being a global thing. Because, you know, not all the problems are in the United States. Yeah, we cause a lot of pollution. Yeah, we have fires. Yes, we have that. But when you have all these continents and, like, major things happening elsewhere, there's not really a whole lot that we can come together. And this this is why when people put so much security and what's in their bank account, yeah. When there's a gas shortage, your money don't mean shit at all. When you when there's a food shortage, your money don't mean your shit. Your money exactly. doesn't mean anything. Like, uh, <laughs> five or six different countries right now trying to make an interchangeable uh, currency. Yeah. Between them, Russia and China and all these other countries are trying yeah. to come together to make a currency for them. Not just individually. One, I can go purchase stuff with this in Russia and then take the same coinage and go to China. Yeah. So, That's know. not even mentioning crypto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I said, I mean, we have a false sense of security. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. with that being said, it's like, how are you able to survive? I know there's a, a book by Neil Strauss called Emergency. And yeah. do you have the natural capability to survive if this was to turn into a Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome type of environment? Would, oh, would no, you have what it takes to survive? <laughs> People couldn't survive back then. <laughs> no. And they were built, they well, were already grew up in struggle. Yeah. No, I mean, when times were like that, like those, that's nothing more than like the Wild Wild West. That's yeah. the time of the Vikings. And yeah. times were like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was no police I went to. Like, if your son touched my daughter, like, I'm coming to your house. And either I'm going to deal with this with him or deal with this with you. That's the law. <laughs> it's who got the biggest sword and who's the strongest. You know what I mean? Force is, what, less than 200 years old, right? Yeah, all of that's Damn. new. That came with slavery. You know what I mean? Whoa. So all of, all of that's new. And that's why it's not functioning. People think it's like, oh, it's been around a long time. It should run great. Like, all that's new. With new people <laughs> trying like to make it run. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. With old, like, see now people trying to control it. Like, there's no balance. Yeah. The young people have to inherit and take over. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. what's happening with us now, that's, I think, man, I tell people, like, that's why our generation was like that golden generation. Because... We grew up without technology, but we actively are in the ones controlling and dictating where technology goes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, between, like, 30 and 40. You know what I mean? 
So with us, this we most of us were rebel kids. Most of us were like the black sheep, the outcasts. But we were also probably the smartest person in our class. You right, wouldn't right. see it through your grades, but if you saw me go in life, you would understand what I know. You yeah. did. So it's our responsibility to change everything. And some of us conformed, and, and that's why our parents' generation kind of conformed. They're like, all right, we're going to get a job. We're going to go to college. We're going to do it safe. Mm-hmm. So what they didn't anticipate is we was going to do all that shit. Like, yeah. just some of y'all got jobs, went to college. We was doing all of that, Man. playing sports, raising kids. Like, we was doing all of that at the same time. Like, So I think that's what was creating the separation we needed. We kind of looked at them. And I don't always take it as disrespect when we just like our parents didn't do enough. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We're more so saying like we did all of that shit. We weren't even tired. Like that's it. You know what I mean? You just had to raise a kid. Like <laughs> that's what wow. I mean. When I see somebody, when I see somebody that's online or something like that, that just says I'm bored. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. in order for you to yeah. mouth that, yeah. have you achieved all your goals? Have you lined up everything that you're supposed to do today? But like you said, we do so much partying and bullshitting and yeah. man for somebody to even asphyxiate their mouth and say I'm bored you be like so that means all of your shit is lined up that means all your goals your achievements yeah. everything that you want in life but that's the hurt that's the pressure our generation had to heal and we had to live with you know what I mean I had to grow up with that like because no one knows how I work in my separate space but with all due respect a lot of people I was around and things that was taking them two days to do I could do in two hours so by your perspective, if you're coming in here expecting me to do it in two days, I'm, I've been done a day and a half ago. <laughs> so I agree with you. I even look at myself. I hate when I say I'm bored because I got some shit I can do. I can right. go take a nap. I can go for a walk. You know what I mean? I can prepare for the future. Like I can heal from the past. I always got something I could be doing. So, yes, that's the procrastination. But again, look how society treats us like. We damn near have to be perfect because we got the internet. Well, I had to walk to the library. Motherfucker, we had the library too. <laughs> I grew up in the library. Like, I was there too. What, what are you talking about? I got the summer check. Yeah, I didn't have a printer at home. I had to go to the library to print that one sheet out. Like, what are you talking about? And it was cold that day. <laughs> Give me some credit. We got no credit because the world has living all inconvenience. That doesn't mean we're living inconvenience. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still want to do things the old way. I still want to take a picture and really develop it in a dark room. Yeah. I don't want to just press a button and the, the picture comes up. Right. You know what I mean? So it. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not fair that we have to be responsible for our whole generation. But also, I mean, that's what we inherited. So we can't complain about it either. You know what I mean? Because we got a lot of convenience. You feel me? I, I have job. We have indeed. We have different things that they didn't have. But I think we have so many of those things we don't know what to appreciate. We have so many catastrophes. Which one do we focus on? You know, mm-hmm. I've seen people talking about Africa online, which I see both sides. You know, one woman's just like, <laughs> Africa's splitting and y'all talking about y'all's relationships. Yeah. And the first comment was like, what the hell are we going to do? <laughs> he said, I live in Wisconsin. What the hell I'm going to do? <laughs> I said, I feel that too. Like, I, I see both sides, you yeah. know, so. I think we just got to get to a space to where we can be comfortable. You know, there's always going to be natural disasters going on. The Internet has just brought everybody in the same living room. That's one of our biggest problems. Back in the day, too, they didn't know this much about each other. They didn't know y'all's sexual relationship. They didn't know what you believed in your religion. Two doors down. They knew their household. And that helped the ego of the men, too, because the man is now competing with his son. But when he got to compete with every man on the block and now Drake and pre-Diddy and 50 Cent and you dig what I'm saying? Like... And, and they're coming into your home by way of this device right here. Yeah, they're by your spouse, not even you. By your spouse. They're coming. So the standard that Drake sets for, or, or Gucci Mane, yeah. or 
that he sets for his house. That's the only time she smile and giggle is when Drake on the phone. Well, so you don't get that. Well, exactly. <laughs> but Drake get that in the house. So men have to. How, how do we live with that? Especially men who were not taught to be submissive, like not taught to you know articulate their emotions. A lot of men are still learning these things. You feel what I'm saying? So. When it comes to men and grace, like, we, we have to step down. Like, men have themselves on this pedestal. You know, I even see it in my mentees and my, my sons and my guys. Because I'm telling them, like, know your worth. But they're taking it over. They're, they're getting a fucking huge head. Being emotional. Yeah, you trying to know. Yeah. You trying to add everybody worth into your worth. Yeah. Like, nah, that's like, not what I'm saying. But, but before, before we get into that, uh, I, I do want to bookmark that. Yeah. I do want to say that's what the desensitizing is coming from, is becoming overwhelmed. Because I look at, okay, if it's acid rain, mm-hmm. I got to go outside. Yeah. If it's something going on in China, there's a balloon. If they, what can I do about this shit? Yeah. So when it becomes overwhelmed, then we tune out. We become desensitized. And, of course, that became, that starts the buildup, which is a perfect segue into the actual discussion that we're going to talk about today. Uh, we were going to go into the marriage situation, but uh, we already got a topic that Tim... Again, I tell you, this is Tim's show. But when I don't... when, when I always want to have something prepared for Tim to talk about. But when he takes the show in this, this direction, we follow him. Because <laughs> this is his show. So um, he took the direction into um and, and melanie did too so what we did was we did an organic conversation and then the, the topic developed so uh but honestly the universe works in a pattern so this morning on the breakfast club there was a doctor that talked about male resentment and mm-hmm. things that are, are building up within us and why women do hold resentment as well so we're mm-hmm. going to talk about resentment in general but how we deal with it in different ways and why men deal, deal with it a little bit more difficult than women do and one of the reasons the doctor said on the show is that women are given the green light to do so much to be emotional to share uh to be vulnerable to do all of these things they have a support group a lot of them do not all of them do but a lot of them have a support group uh again when you're allowed to cry and let your emotions out and things of that nature these are the luxuries for centuries since the beginning of time that men could not afford to do. Uh, a certain level of showing emotion could get you killed, mm-hmm. uh, especially in medieval times. You had to mm-hmm. be a man's man, especially in the Viking times. You could not show, a, I mean, basically, you had to be barbaric even when it came to running your household. Mm-hmm. So that being passed down generation after generation, not being able to show vulnerability and things of that nature, this is what causes that particular buildup. Even the ladies of Pretty and Petty, shout out to the ladies of Pretty and Petty that were on the check-in. Uh, they had a conversation about what women want. And it was almost a contradiction. They said, well, we want our man to express, but we don't want him to be whining. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, and, and I get it. I totally got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we don't want him to be a whiny bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> but we want our man to express, but because, especially if you are raised by around the culture of men, you show no emotion, and then they have this new word called toxic masculinity. You yeah. know, but that wasn't that word for thirty years ago. Which that was makes, called being a man. Which makes no sense, by the way. <laughs> I say this on social media, people too. Like that is literally an oxymoron. Like there, it, there cannot be toxic masculinity because they're the opposite of each other. Masculinity and being masculine is the is the absence of toxicness, and right. being toxic means you're probably not masculine. You're probably more, you know what I mean, imbalanced. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the whole term makes no sense. And this just shows, like, this is what pisses me off. (laughs) 
as a psych as a psychologist and a psychiatrist like because people just make think they take terms and they think they know what they mean but they really don't know what they mean so now they're trying to apply them on to this whole new generation you feel me which is happening with men that's what we've been experiencing like emotional manipulation see the problem is not the reason it's not working because we're getting in tune with our emotions now so women can't use emotions against us, which a lot of men have experienced in some right. type of relationship with a woman. Like she assumed you weren't you didn't know your emotions. So she tried to use them against you or gaslight you or make you think you're not feeling what you're feeling or not. You're not seeing that. Right. He's just a brother like sis. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just insecure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I so it but we're realizing now it should never be a battle like that, especially not in a relationship where we're trying to work together and we have the same common goal. It should never feel like we're forces that's colliding. So, but we were raised in that. That's the healthiest relationship most of us have seen was button heads yeah. and staying together. That was the relationship. You know what I mean? There was no unity. There was no togetherness. It was two people living separately, just really close together. Right. So when we have to come together, like we have to put all those, you, you shouldn't be trying to manipulate and alter someone's words. You shouldn't be telling somebody how to think or feel. You know what I mean? And, and that was what a lot of women grew up experiencing because now you have your mom doing that to you or your older sister doing that to you. So if you have a heal from that, you're going to use it as a defense mechanism, especially with a man that you already think doesn't really understand emotion. Right. You think he's in your shoes or where you were. You dig what I'm saying? But as a man, no, we just look at it as like an opponent because we got men challenges us all day. Right. So I want to come home with somebody that I can see eye to eye with, not butt heads with. You know what I mean? And not have to explain myself to or not, you know, um, I never get the benefit of the doubt. Like these are the things that help the relationship. But a lot of us weren't taught that and we're not healing through that. You feel me? So now we're just at war with each other constantly. Yeah, I think also that, um, you know, resentment lasts longer in men. Also because women um, are less content with being alone. And I'm not talking about just in, you know, rom romantic relationships. I'm right. talking about in resentment just with anybody alone. Um I feel like women tend to make up with other women because they'd rather have a friend than to feel this type of way and be alone. Mm. You know, so it's not that they don't have that resentment. It's just that they're lying to themselves or covering it up. Mm. They'd rather be friends with Shorty if it's something small enough. They still might resent them for what they did. You know, especially like you look at people that are still friends with people that have like hooked up with their exes or hooked up with their significant others or whatever yeah they get over that you know they don't get over that they still resent them for doing yeah. that but they would rather have that friend because they lost their boyfriend too exactly. they're gonna lose out on two people so they still resent that person they just cover it up you mm. know they just learn to live with it women hold resentment for disappointments while men hold resentment for the lack of appreciation yeah mm. And, 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 and that was an epiphany that I just got. And the reason being is because... That's real. I agree with that. Um, when women hold resentment, this is why, you know, you see a lot of disgruntled wives. Because back in the day when we used to court, that is an old school term, court. <laughs> <laughs> the man would promise a lifestyle right. to this woman. And by God, not only when you marry... Back in the day, and it's still true today, not only did you marry that woman, but you married that family. Hell yeah. So that was the thing that she could brag about. You know, John is, you know, he's a lawyer. He's yeah, a this, yeah. that, and the other. And he got me this house. And he, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And the kids are doing great. So when these checklists aren't being fulfilled, 
there's a little resentment each and every time a promise is broken. When you told her that you was going to take her to Cancun and the job kept you, you know what I'm saying, you think she let that shit go. Right. But it's still in there. Like, he told me he was going to take me to Cancun. Boom, check mark. So over time, mm. as these promises get broken, that woman starts to look at you different. You know what I'm saying? But then I want to, I want the ladies, this is a point for, for you. And this, this man put it so eloquently. Listen. Hold on, let me, let me see if I can get it. When a man does not feel appreciated in the area of his presence, he becomes a version of a man that he can give you and still survive. And I promise you, you will not like that version. That version of him is silent, frustrated, sharp with his words, short-tempered, non-communicative, because he has to become something that he can survive in. When a man does not feel appreciated... So let's talk about that appreciation. That was one of the hardest quotes. When I heard that, I was like, yeah. damn. And, <laughs> and look look at where That's it starts. And, I, and y'all gonna say I'm getting emotional, but I don't, I don't care. Mother's Day, Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Mother's... My God, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you birth the child, however many hours of labor. Yes, this is supposed to happen for you. But look at the bare minimum that we get for Father's Day. Right. The bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? Because while we didn't while we didn't labor, while we didn't push out that child and, and nurture that child, the resentment comes with the lack of appreciation. Because especially, mm-hmm. we talked about 50-50 relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So we want... Most women still want that traditional, the traditional benefits today. My, right. I want my man to pay the bills. I want him to set me up nice Security. in a lifestyle. Security, right? Okay. So therefore, it's taught to certain stoic men, especially in my line of generation. Mm-hmm. You don't tell your woman when you got a money problem. You don't tell your woman any of that. You hold face and you because you don't want to unsettle. The village. You don't want to unsettle the right. household because you know she's going to deal with it emotionally. But men, we're going to figure it out, but in a logical sense. You know what I'm saying? So instead of just providing chaos to your household, you're like, I got it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, we don't. You don't know what we have to do to keep those tables balanced, right? Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, she wants this new purse, and you be like, oh, Baby, we can't. <laughs> do that person. What do you mean I can't get this person? Cheryl's right. got a person. This is that the other. Right. And you be like, but the lights are on. Right. The water's paid for. We got food in the house. But that's where the dynamic of resentment comes I into also, play. Go ahead, I Melly. Also Jump feel in. That, um, I like Father's Day and Mother's Day. I feel like you know, growing up, look at look at like at least with my dad and like males in my family. Uh-huh. The male of the household is always like, oh, don't get me nothing. Right. Oh, I don't want, like, they don't want the, or they, like, it comes across as they don't want the big extravagant, like, they don't want you to move mountains to celebrate them for that yeah. one day. That's we don't want to be a burden. Been. That's how That's I how am. my grandma's yeah. always been for a lot of holidays, you know, yeah. Christmas, birthdays, everything. So I feel like that's just kind of the stereotype that kind of came over the difference between Mother's Day and Father's Day. What girl doesn't love to be spoiled? Even right. if that woman is telling you, I don't want no big gift, they want a big <laughs> gift. You know? women, women love gifts. They want you to go through that gesture. So when a guy is like, hey, I don't want this, or it's been like said so many times, or that's just been like the general assumption, I feel like that's why it, it's not because fathers are appreciated less than mothers, um, which, I mean, it, 
Yeah, they are appreciated. We could make that money. argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think yeah. they are as well. But I don't think that's why, like, Father's Day versus Mother's Day, why mm. it, like, became a thing where fathers get less than the mothers, you know? At least not in, like, my household. Like, I appreciated both of my parents the same. No, my mom got roses, a breakfast in bed, you know, all of that stuff. My dad got a gift card or yeah. a tool or, you know, whatever. But they, they it was always the, the uh, assumption that the fathers don't want the you know, the items yeah. and the gifts and the gift cards and, you know, yeah. they, they want to spend the time. They want to go to lunches. But I they think wanna, that... They want to go out with the family. I agree 100%. And even if you look at Mother's and Father's Day, like, over the last 10 years, it's, it's definitely traded places. Like, Father's Day is low-key bigger than... Mother's Day has not been hitting like that, like, the last it few years. Had. I be even seeing women online, like, they don't go hard enough for us no more. Father's Day, they be going crazy. You go to Kroger's, grills out and shit, I'm like, oh, this must be for us. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, the thing, like, everything you said, bro, like, and everything you said, like, it, it definitely comes full circle and it comes together. And I think this is how we deal with the issue, you know what I mean? What you said about men and women, like, to me is exactly what's going on. But the issue is, is we're trying to take those separate issues into the relationship and work on them together. Because both of those people have self-inflicted issues if they right. see the world that way. You Absolutely. dig what I'm saying? The woman is because you're trying to lead into a relationship with certainty. You're trying to be certain about how it's going to go. You need reassurance. Like, we're going to hit these check marks. You dig? As a man, you feel me? Like, that's your ego. That's your pride. That's your entitlement. Feeling like... I come here and give you something like you got something for me. That's entitlement. That means right, right. I never was here to give this to you for you. I only gave this to you because I thought something came in return. You dig? Right, right. So now this is why I don't like gift giving. <laughs> you dig what I mean? Like yeah, as a man, like this is why I don't like gift giving. This is why everything she says is true to me too. Like I don't want to be a burden on the holidays because especially like Thanksgiving and shit. Cause I know in my family, like the women were in the kitchen cooking, like they were busy. They was doing all this shit. So the man's job is just not to get in the way yeah. <laughs> and be here when dinner's ready. You feel yeah. me? Because I'm a late motherfucker. So be here on time. Bro. These are my two jobs today. I'm, and we do them like we're going to do them like nobody's business. You, that's you how men you operate. You, you dig what I'm saying? But but that's that's so dope is because you've just flipped it because a woman can clean, cook. And that man probably after a while stopped saying thank you. Yeah. He probably yeah. stopped showing that appreciation because why? Like you said, he expects it now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So she's supposed to. She's and supposed when, to. And when you're in a situation wow, like that, you know what I mean? This is now an arrangement. This is not a relationship. To me, a relationship has to be 100% based on trust and faith. There is no reassurance. You dig what I'm saying? That's why I live the way I live. Like, we could there there's there will be no front door on the house, no locks, no key. You're not a prisoner, you dig? We could yeah. be ten years one day in and you wanna leave. Like I won't like it, but I'll understand. I'm not gonna hold you back. Cause the only way this works is if you wanna be here every day. You gotta wanna choose to wake up next to me. But if I have all these obligations and these shiny keys and this house and this life that I'm promising you, you're yeah. just becoming certain that this is what's gonna make you happy. I'm doing you a disservice. I'm enabling you. I'm making you think you can just live in your fantasy. Right. Why all your friends got to live in the real world. Your kids got to live in the real world. Your colleagues got to live in the world. But you, you get to live here on this pinnacle of no accountability where no, you can never be wrong and you just get whatever you want. Well, I, I think appreciation is highlighted when criticism is a factor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because 
No, that person doesn't have to tell you every day, hey, baby, uh, I appreciate you cooking. Hey, baby, I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, having sex with me on Friday. Oh, hey, baby, I thank you for paying the light bill. That doesn't have to be expressed every day. Right. But the minute that person becomes critical, you just be like, I do all this shit To me, in my humble opinion, and and it's the extreme, but in my humble opinion and how I've lived my life, like, I leave when that happens, you dig? Like, because we have to self-check. I don't have to know you. I have to know myself. So two things can be true. I can be saying to what I'm saying to you and it be justified, but it also be unhealthy. You dig what I'm saying? So if I got to get to the point where I got to remind you everything I do for you, it's time to go. And that's what I see within myself. When I see myself saying that, that, I'm like, it's time to go because I'm, I'm, we're no longer loving each other. You know what I mean? Like we're forcing ourselves to be here and go through the motions. And I'm not going to do that with anybody. (laughs) Mr. Well says some men hold resentment for not being appreciated yet. They want to be appreciated for doing the bare minimum, little to nothing. And she said, you know what I mean? That's man bashing to me. I'm sorry. Um, Give me a handful of men that you think do little to nothing. I guarantee it's men you don't like. Like, you haven't met a lot of men who do nothing. You know what I mean? So under those contexts is... I don't like when they say little to nothing like that either because where you're saying it's little to nothing, like, 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 traumatic to me i didn't learn to swim till i was like 12 and i was trying in between then i just couldn't jump over that hurdle so during that time 5 to 12 me learning how to swim could have been the only thing i was doing so another person's perspective is you're doing little to nothing but you don't know how big this one thing was for me to do i didn't have the energy or emotional capacity to do anything else So this is now where people get into trouble. They hear terms like that and they're like, oh, I need to do three things because they think I ain't doing like if this is the only thing you can do, this is the only thing you should be doing. That's living in your truth. I don't care how your mom feel, your spouse, your therapist, nobody. No one has that type of governing authority over your life but you. You dig? Right. But the problem is everyone doesn't have that control over themselves. Your boss tells you when you got to come into work. Your wife tells you what to eat and what to wear. Your kids tell you when you're using the car and when you're dropping them off and coming back and forth in Uber. So you really don't control no aspect of your life. Right, right, right. Your job tells you what you need to work on, not your dreams, not your coloring and this. You feel me? You got to press this button all day. So when we get to that first step, now we're ready for these unions we think we're ready for. But a lot of people are just having relations and think they're in a relationship. A lot of motherfuckers are just paying bills together and think they're in a marriage. You dig? It's so much bigger than that. But if you don't do that within yourself, we're not even ready for this. So I'm doing you a disservice the longer I stay with you, recognizing we're not ready for this. Because that's the truth. So if we really want this, let's get ready. Let's take the proper steps. You dig what I'm saying? But we can't just jump to the end and try to pretend we know what we're doing. And all of us are doing that. We pretend we're adults. We pretend we're workers. We pretend we're healed. We all out here pretending. You dig? That's why we're covering for each other. I'm pretending and I ain't saying shit because I know you pretending too. You dig? So the only safe space that you can be in, the only healthy relationship you can be in is one that you do not have to pretend. There's no filters. You don't have to stop and think, well, let me not tell her there's money issues. I want to be with a woman that I'm comfortable enough to tell you I fucked up the money. 
and I'm going to come to you first. And not because I fucked up and I'm trying to right that wrong because I married you because you the one that's going to help me fix this shit too. Right, so why right, wouldn't right. I come to you first if I married you for all these reasons? So now I'm building insecurity in you. I married you because I like having sex with you. I married you because you can make money with me. But now in the marriage, I don't touch you. I don't bring you to work. We have no business together. So in her head, she's like, what, what is going on? So now the man is emotionally manipulating her. See, he grew up being able to speak his emotions like me i have mostly women in my family so i was telling the motherfuckers how i felt you know what i mean i was tapping in the shit they were saying to get my point across like damn that was effective (laughs) (laughs) that's not a man or woman thing it just works let me do that you did so i did that in my 20s you know what i mean i didn't even realize i was emotionally manipulating people and i was being like an emotional tears i was using my emotions to like suppress theirs and that's the power men have that's why sometimes it, it is hard for us to be challenged. It is hard for a woman to really say how she feels. Because she done seen you snap on your brother. And then y'all hug it out. Y'all cool. And she's just like, <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that. Women <laughs> have actually mastered that to where they'll become highly emotional to suppress yeah. your... Yeah. And, and, and that goes back to happy wife, happy life. Because if you see that person becomes super emotional yeah. and then let's say she shuts down. Yeah. Now the whole house suffers. Oh, yeah. Baby, what's, what's but you need a submissive man. You need a man that's able to submit. You see the same again, we see all of this in the animal culture. Everybody done seen a video of a lion and a Rottweiler, like the man yelling at the woman till she start yelling at him and he kind of just cowers like, yeah. all right. <laughs> And all the other animals can laugh, but like, I eat y'all, so shut up. She can talk to me like that. None of y'all can, though, but her. And that's the marriage, you know what I mean? He's the strongest thing in the animal kingdom, but not in his household. That's the balance we need. And you got a lot of men out here living in the reverse. They only want to be the strongest thing in their house, but they really a coward outside. They don't talk to other men like this, how they talk to their wife. You know what I mean? I cringe when I see stuff like that. So on the health side, this is what was on the Breakfast Club today because this is what increases your physicality. This is what increases your heart attacks, your strokes, and your things of that nature. It, it translates from first the psycho, psychological first, and then it works its way to your physical body. Um, the reason why, you know, of course, women do have heart attacks. Women do have strokes as well. But it's more increasing in men because we hold everything inside. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to cry for a man. It's yeah. very hard to show some sort of vulnerability or emotion when women can cry at the drop of a dime. You know, you got your strong women out there yeah. who you won't see them cry. But they'll go behind that closed door and cry or go to their girlfriend's house. But men, because we hold things up so much, it's like you said, when we start to go inward, it's bad. Because now we're looking at the entire world as the enemy. We'll look at our household as the enemy. We'll look at our job as the enemy. We'll look at society and our neighborhood as the enemy. And once we go inward and look at everybody as the enemy, that's where you can form that snapping. Because it's like sometimes a man can feel invisible. Like, damn, don't nobody know what the hell I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I got a nagging wife at home. Kids need shoes. My job is making me feel like a peon each and every single day. And as Biggie would say... Fuck all y'all. I agree with you saying, and I want to add on to that as well. And this like tips into now the biology of it all. Because this is something, again, men don't understand how emotion works. This is why we've had so much trouble with emotion. But through the dissociation of the good and bad out of words, I'm going to use the word stress. So feelings are a stress. Stress 
it's hard on our bodies. You know what I mean? We So how your body works is each part of it works together. So there's parts of your body that just work to filter other parts of your body. You dig what I'm saying? So when we go through all of these emotions and things we go through all the time as men, but we suppress it under saying, you know, we're not expressing ourselves, which we are because most communication is nonverbal. Right. So if you just consider yourself not expressing because you're not talking, there's so many other ways yeah, you're communicating with people and to yourself. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? And you, you've been a man your whole life. You know what I mean? So you know the ups and downs of our day. Right. You know, driving down the street casually, like, do, 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 do. Then you see a cop, like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got to think of what you got in the car, what you got on you. And like, it's a whole stress factor that you win. And then you go home and you pick up your newborn for the first time. Like, this is excitement. This is joy. But this is stress. Right. This is hard on your body. And then you go into your lab. You go into your garage. You start building. You start working. You going, We're going through all these different energy levels throughout the day without even realizing we're doing it. So we don't know how to maintain that. So then when that big bomb is dropped, that's usually when we just lose it. Yeah. We lose all of our discipline. We lose all of our training. What we know to become a man, you dig? Mm-hmm. A boy becomes a man when he can control his sexual urges. Until then, you are not a man, you dig? Right. It has nothing to do with what you own or what you think you can say or what you look like or your fucking facial Talk hair. About it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your being. It's your character. It's how you carry yourself. It's if Your word is your bond. You dig what I'm saying? So we're getting into this world where, again, we say the veil is lifted because you can't hide anymore. You can't just be a part of the gang and say, you know, Tuki the toughest, but we a part of the gang now. Who are you, though? And now everybody got to answer for who are you. You dig what I'm saying? In your household. Now your kids is like, who are you, though? Like, I'm seeing that with a lot of people. I got mentees that's dealing with that, you know, and and that's that's hard for me because I have my struggles as a father, things I've grown for as a father. So when they come to me and they're like, yeah, you know, and these are like between like 14, 16 year old kids, you know what I mean? So they're like, yeah, my dad's coming back into my life, but they're just, they don't want it. <laughs> and they, and they know they don't want it. And when I hear them, it's not anger. It's not personal. They just don't want that no more. Yeah. And it's hard for me because I can see that dad is trying, whatever, however that is, you dig, but it's something. You feel me? And I have to remind them, like, not all of us get that. (laughs) I got so many friends whose father was dead. It it wasn't even that he didn't want to be there. He just, but they looked at it as just he ain't there. Yeah. That's a dangerous game. You you feel me? I I tell people all the time, I said, if if you are estranged from the mom or, you know, somehow you and the mom didn't work out, the most, uh, the best time to at least set that mark as a father is between the ages of, I would say, four and ten. I agree. After that, you're going to have, they won't want it, is because those are the impressionable years. Psychology teaches us this. From the ages of 4 and 10, you have to make, because honestly, this is why people could get married at 13. Because they already made up their mind what they want to do. The age of 12 was the age of accountability. Why? Because after 10, you've already made up your mind of what it is. You know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And you know what you're going to do from that point. So the whole parental guidance is is pointless right. at this point. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to make an impact in your child's life and you're estranged and you're not raising the kids or you know parenting together, then you want to have that hands-on as a father yeah. between the ages of 4 and 10. Otherwise, like you said... Because, I mean, truthfully, point. you know, that's why we have to lead in truth. Because, truthfully, think about what you're doing in that situation. By being away, the only thing you're really doing is teaching them how to live without you. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So it's hard for you to come back and dictate how that goes and how you think that shit goes. And when I see parents do that, like... I, again, I cringe. And, and I can talk shit from experience because I'm in that situation. Like, I got into my daughter's life when she was nine. 
You know what I mean? Like, she's going on 12, and, like, we've built somewhat of a relationship, but it's still so many boundaries that I just already have up front. You know what I mean? And that's me communicating with her. I don't come in just like, yo, clean your room and all. Like, I haven't built that with you. I don't have that with you. Right. So the most respect I give her now in a lot of situations is I'll back her mom up, or I'll double down on what her mom said. Mm -hmm. And... What I'm learning in, you know what I mean? Because, like, this is the truth. Like, this is shit I say to mentees. Like, God, I I seen it in a movie. I forget what movie it was. Um, Ah, Collateral Beauty. Like, fire movie. Go see that with Will Smith. But he basically told him, you know what I mean? Because he was, he, was, he was stressing out in his life because he didn't know how to be in his daughter's life. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, he told him, he was just like, uh, you don't have to ask your daughter's permission to be her dad. Like, you just have to find a way. Because what you're trying to do is let her accept and invite you in as her dad. Mm-hmm. But that's not her responsibility. It's yours. You got to figure out a way to make it work. Right. Even if it's just y'all talking on the phone through text. That's, that's what you allowed to happen through what you did. Mm-hmm. That's why what we're doing in the present is so important important because right, right. you don't get to just say sorry in 10 years and everything's fixed it don't right. work like that you right, dig right, right, right. so now while we're in these moments like man four to ten a hundred percent like that's when their mind is most mutable they're looking to Thank go you. in a certain direction yeah exactly you feel what i'm and, saying and, and a lot is still forgivable you yeah. know what i'm saying you wonder why you know that one that mom could throw her kid down the stairs but that mom that kid yeah. still come because like you said the brain is still mutable and they're still looking at you for safety guidance yeah. and all this stuff like that yeah. But I, I tell people, after 10 is when they start developing their own mind. 13 is too late. Now they start keeping score. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They start keeping score of all the shit that you did. And they can actually bring back stuff even during those impressionable times. Like, yeah. hey, you did this and you did that. You know what I'm saying? So you really want to make sure that you kind of try to get it right. No parent gets it right. But during that time, 4 to nine, four to 10... Oh, you gotta you gotta get it right. Absolutely. And more's at stake now. You know, that's yeah. why the world has been progressing so quickly because even back in the day, you look back a thousand years when the father wasn't in the home, there wasn't too many other male role models for this kid to attach to. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Now they got fucking Iron Man, Captain yeah. America, wrestlers, <laughs> basketball players, rappers, yeah. like they got a lot of role models that they can look up to. So I get the fear of you know, like they shouldn't be listening to Cardi B, but it's like if you're in their household parenting them, this will trump anything. Why would they listen to Cardi more than you? That's what we really need to be discussing. Right, 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 right. <laughs> they know you. They don't know her. So why they li- believe her, not you? You dig? That's what we need to unpack the truth. But I think today's society has really helped men put their ego in check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. fathers raising daughters because... Uh, there is more of a vocalness. There was no, there was no more of a vocal day when you know Pooh, who you all met, uh, told me uh, when I believe he was twenty one or twenty two. He says, "I no longer have the need for the father role. I would rather you get to know me from person to person." Yeah. And while that stung ego wise, you know, I had to respect. Yeah. The person that I raised, absolutely, from that standpoint, you know what I'm saying. But that's an ego check to say, like you said, you know, there's certain things that are too late that you can't undo. Yeah. But we as men, we have this ego, which of course starts that resentment. Because I'm not gonna lie, I resented that statement. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, because you know, I'm used to the old school. I'm always gonna be a dad, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you, you're gonna respect this, that, and the other. But that's not this new generation. Yeah. You have to meet them where they are. But like you said, still show up. 
in a way that works. Find a way exactly. to show up in a way that it exactly. works. Exactly. And the only way you can do that is you have to listen to them. I hate that people are making parenting fucking astrophysicists like listen to your kid. They're telling you what they I want. I love them. Yeah, yeah. They're showing you like, yo, when you talk like this, they're cowering from you. Don't talk like that. Like you can literally be learning every day, but you know, we got all these other distractions. You trying to figure out the ring on your finger and your salary and all this shit that don't matter to them. Mm -hmm. They don't even understand that logic, you dig? So we're trying to raise them through raising the kid in us. Mm -hmm. That's what we was talking about, like, with the episode with your dad. That's why, again, self-healing, you got to address yourself first. Mm -hmm. Or that kid is going to be driving the wheel and controlling and dictating where you go in life. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. like, our kids are that reflection. So either you get to enjoy that time because you healed yourself or your kid is now the thing that's battling you which is really just the kid in you right. that's that's manifested through them. You know what I mean? So they're still doing you a service. They're doing that out of love because they want you to be better. So when we get this ego out as men and we realize this is not a competition to be the better parent. It's not competition to show up to school shit more. We should be doing that together because now we're teaching them you got multiple people coming for you. You dig? You got yeah. multiple perspectives. And sometimes mom can't make it. Sometimes dad can't. Maybe mom is the only one that does it. So if we're going to stick on this routine to me, the co-parenting is, okay, I see in this other area where you lacking. Let me pick that up. You don't even worry about that. You take on the practice on Thursdays, you feel me? I'll do Saturday recitals. That's working together. We don't need a relationship for that. You dig? That's what the veil is lifted by. People got stuck in these physical relationships and didn't know how to be in their non-physical ones. You dig what I'm saying? Because they're different. Like, that's why your woman and your mom's different. You're having sex with your woman. Hopefully, you ain't having sex with your mom. So they already, you already look at these two. As a man, I look at both of y'all completely differently. My woman can get away with a lot more than my mom would be able to. But this is why we need those relations. This is why we need friends. This is why we need friends without benefits. But, but, but this is why I, I want, I, I hopefully, you know, even if I'm not selected to be on the panel from Pretty and Petty, uh, they already did a series of what women want. Okay. So now next week is going to be what men want. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And um, one of the things without putting too much of a spoiler is that love is not at the top of that for guys. You know what I'm saying? Love is dope, mm -hmm. but it's not at the top. The top is that appreciation and respect. Because, I mean, when you respect me, that's 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 a love language. You know what I'm saying? When you respect the words that I'm saying, you respect my wisdom and 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 being able to lead if that's the if that's the role that I am to play in a in a relationship. So again, going back to what I said earlier, once a woman is disappointed over and over and over again. She starts to lose respect for that man. And it comes out in a lot of ways in the way she addresses him, the tone she addresses him in, uh, the things that she used to do that doesn't do. And then over time, that man looks like this woman just does not respect me at all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then that, 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 eats at, that eats away at him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If she fronts him out in front of a bunch of people or tells all of his business, that means that over time she's lost respect for that man. But he ends up you know what I'm saying? Not loving her yeah. after a while. It becomes a very ugly situation. And that's the war. Like, I think, again, a reach. That could be what's wrong with men. You know what I mean? Is the fact that we don't lead with love. That's not the priority. You dig? Like, for me, it is. Like, I'm a hopeless romantic. Like, love is everything to me. It's the feeling. It's the vibe. It's the emotion. I want to love everything I do. I want love mm -hmm. to be around what I do. Right. I want you to love what you do. I want to love how I talk to myself, vice versa, you dig? So for a lot of men, like... The problem we had, and I had this problem too, like in my 20s, I was trying to operate in the streets the same as my relationship. And they were two mm -hmm. completely different things. 
with two different people who thought differently and handled problems differently. Like, that's where we get into trouble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we start procrastinating. We're like, all right, I'm really good over here, so I'm just going to treat everything like this. And women understand everything has its own energy and its own vibe. And you have to be mutable. You got to change going into things. You can't be out in the streets with your homie and be aggressive and then come home and be aggressive with your woman. She expect you to leave that shit out in the streets. Yeah, Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So if our love is not leading, our loyalty is leading. You know what I mean? Which I hear 21 Savage say that a lot now. Like, he wants the loyalty over love. And I get what he's saying. You know what I mean? Because you can still be loyal to me and have my back and not love me. Mm-hmm. And you could love me and betray me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if that's not a street mentality, I don't know. what That sounds like survival. But, but we're all in survival mode. We are. But <laughs> if you got to be like that in a relationship, again, you're telling yourself, why are you here? Right, right, right. You feel Absolutely, me? Yeah. So how can I say that I love you or that I want this to work or even be efficient when I'm staying here when we can see we don't love each other? And I know that is a part of the formula. It's not the whole recipe, obviously. Yeah. But it's a part. It's a big part of it you know what i mean loving yourself and learning to love me for who i am and who i'm becoming every day and you're changing every day and i'm loving that fact you dig what i'm saying so if we're only loyal to each other that could be a lot of different things i could be loyal to you from over there i could be loyal to you and not talk to you and touch you and do nothing Mm -hmm. but when you need your bills paid i'm there I'm there every day. I never miss that day. You know what I mean? Christmas is set it off. I'm pulling around with the toys for the kid. You dig? And that, that's our routine. And that's what people settle for and get comfortable in that loyalty. You're loyal to, you know, him. So he go to jail. You just sitting there waiting for the nigga for... <laughs> and women what, don't want that. That don't sound romantic. You know what's dope about that analogy? And I'll give you the perfect analogy. Yeah. Everybody wants to have uh i forget his name it was waiting to excel yeah yeah, yeah. and Fire the guy me. the guy that uh you know he went on to big success and he left bernadine or whatever but the prime example that you said was bernadine was loyal to him she didn't love him exactly of the things that she allowed to happen to her she knew how he was moving and operating she still allowed herself to to because she was comfortable in the security of, of the lifestyle. They moved out to Scottsdale, Arizona, and you know, she was she loved the lifestyle, so it was like, well, as long as he's providing me this lifestyle, then I'm okay with whatever I can close my eyes or pretend or what have you. But that wasn't really loving him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause she would have expressed him, hey, hey, I'm not being satisfied or I'm not I'm not being whole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not communicating with me. Everything that you do is now for the business. It, it was the same with uh what was that Tyler Perry movie? Uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, yeah. So same thing. It's like she helped him achieve all the success, loyal to him. But then the reason why I say she, they don't love these men is because you allowing yourself to be unfulfilled. Exactly. Doing stuff while you're building up this man, yeah. you're allowing yourself to be unfulfilled. So yeah. that is a perfect example yeah. of being loyal to someone, but you don't love them. Anymore. The loyalty is blind. You know what I mean? The loyalty is obedience. The loyalty is obligation. Love can be questioned. That's why so many people are afraid of love, because they want it to just be simple. They want you to just be able to tell you. But love is questioning every day. You know what I mean? And those are two conversations in your relationship. How have you been loyal to me lately versus how have you loved me lately? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know have an answer to that. Mm-hmm. So they're moving away from love. You know what I mean? With that post you made on point. You know what I mean? And that's how I think like relationships have gotten like. So many people are afraid of real love. You know, the relationships are messy, so they don't clean up love. They don't maintenance the love. They don't water it. They don't nurture it. You know what I mean? They don't heal it. They don't, you, you know, embrace it. They run, they moving from it, like, more yeah. and more. And loyalty is that close, distant cousin. Loyalty is that thing that kind of feels like love. Right. But it's really just obligation. Anybody can be loyal to you. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
but everybody won't love you. <laughs> so when you find the ones that do, that makes it even more of, you know what I'm something worth yeah. having, something worth being hurt for. That that's real love, you know, to me. It's giving somebody that ability to hurt you and trusting that they won't. You feel me? Yeah. So now instead of that blind faith, it's trust. Which again, those are two things. Just like truth and fact are two different things. Mm-hmm. They seem similar. But they are not. You feel me? And once we start to understand what all these things mean individually, we can decide what they mean together. But we have to dismantle what we thought, what we think about family, being in love with somebody, being in a relationship with somebody. Like you said, courting and dating. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I've never had a date life ever. I, I don't date. You know yeah. what I mean? I was never taught to date. We didn't live in that type of environment. Like we grew up in the streets. It was real fast paced. Mm-hmm. So like if I got some shit going on, I could potentially go to jail. Like I need to know if you're loyal to me. Like you're going to hold me down and send this person money and go pick this up and do this. That's all I need to know about right, you. Right. You feel me? So now that we're in trying to build family, you feel me? What is a family? You ask 10 different people, they'll give you 10 different answers. Right, right, so right. we got to get to the same consensus. And it's forgetting, it's unlearning what we think we know about love and loving each other because we don't know shit for real. Last, last top, topic we're going to talk about in resentment is inheriting resentment. Yeah, yeah, that's deep. <laughs> when you inherit resentment. Yeah. So let me give you an example. And we'll break this down. Inheriting resentment is boy meets girl, girl meets boy, or whatever type of relationship that you're in, right? Romeo and, and Juliet. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all love each other, but y'all families have hated each other for, for years. years. And they want y'all to be a part of that, but y'all's love is bigger than that loyalty. But... You go off of what feels good yeah. until someone... I wish I could pull up the TikTok or the... I mean, and I don't try to go off of everybody's philosophy. Right, That's right, fine. Right. But it was saying that when you say, I do, he says, this is why a lot of marriages are in shambles is because you're saying, I do to the unknown. Exactly. They've only shown you up until the wedding ceremony enough, enough to get you <laughs> to that enough. place. <laughs> but when you say I do, I'm saying I do to the unknown. Yeah. Because that's what you're really going to find out once that ring. I don't care. And people are like, well, I've lived with him for 10 years. It doesn't make a goddamn difference. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> I lived with him. Well, no. Once you say I do, that is TikTok. The game is locked. Nobody else can play. You are now going into the unknown. Absolutely. So, so at that point, that's when you start seeing what you've inherited. The, the, uh, the stain for dad. The, the the trauma that mom brought about. The, you know what I'm saying, if this person's been molested, the exes that you now hate, the exes that, you know, that hurt them really bad, or the exes they still have soul ties to it, can't let go. You are now inheriting all these resentments that are, and then they're being now placed on your shoulders to either heal or, or to tolerate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. At this point. So people don't realize that it is really important that you study and know as best as you po- as possible and talk about your history, especially if you're planning on spending a lifetime. There, there should be no secrets at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. if you're going to spend a lifetime with that person, nobody wants surprises after you say I do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you know, I realized it in, in my first marriage, I paid the price for what her father did. Absolutely. A I'm huge like, price. I'm going to pop out with the slide show like, all right, babe. Get down. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> yeah. And on the next right. slide, we have my father. So he did this. We don't like the injuries, man. We won't get to this one next. Yeah. You're, I mean, but but on the flip side, too, I mean, you, you don't realize that, you know, 
your man could have been bullied all his life. Now he wants to rule over his household. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. He has this big old resentment. Now he wants to be this big old bad person, but you couldn't stand up for yourself for 25 years before I, I got to know you. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So this is what we want to talk about. Lastly, is the inherited resentment because... When, and we're not just talking about relationships. You know what I'm saying? Friendships, best friendships. Mm -hmm. You don't know all of a sudden why your best friend just blew the fuck up on you one day. Uh, there's hidden jealousy. I talked about this earlier this week. Hidden jealousy. You know what I'm saying? We talked about this on the show. Yeah. Resentment because your life 